Hi, it's Bill from Culloden Manor. I know it's late, but I hope you're still on your way. Something very strange is going on here tonight, and I don't think you want to miss it. I'm not sure you can miss it. I spoke to you earlier about the manor being infested with ghosts of Culloden servants, but that's changed now. It's, it's not just the servants, it's... Well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. It's stopped making sense. This sounds crazy, but I think these ghosts are... are lying to us somehow? Is that possible? Well, when you get here, we're getting to the bottom of this. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are at Chapter 8 of Descent of the Culladans, and Danny has had refused to tell me who these ghosts are and what is going on, and I have no idea. They're not ghosts. The baby didn't... The ba- Danny, the baby never lived in the house. The baby didn't die. Why is the baby a ghost? I mean, there are only so many dead babies that you can put <laughs> in a series before it becomes tasteless. So. Have we had dead babies before? Maybe that number is one. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, so uh, it is definitely well past getting creepy. It is the last episode was a very creepy episode, and it is confusing. I have no idea what is going on. So hopefully, in these last few episodes, we're going to figure it out. For people at home, every episode we have guests on to play through an escape room that exists just in Danny's mind and on the iPad in front of her, written down. Uh, you can also download these rooms at home. I feel like I, we haven't said this in a while, so some people don't realise that you can download the full notes to these rooms and play them yourself with friends, with family, with enemies, with other ghosts, uh, and, and play them yourself. Uh, so just check the show notes below, uh, if you can, uh, for the full room. But today, we have some special guests. We have Mike and Ben from the Infinite Escape Room. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Now, you're special guests because it is rare that we get to uh, have people on who are so similar in the show that they create. Can you give us a rundown of what The Infinite Escape Room is? Yeah, so The Infinite Escape Room uh, may seem like we listened to your show and then went, let's do a worse version of it. But in fact, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's just a, a little fun game that <laughs> myself, Ben, and a couple of friends play where we get together, each of us brings a puzzle, and then between us we create a, uh, well, much like Danny, but worse, uh, an escape room of the ears. Um, but crucially, we do it very drunk and very poorly. Yeah, no, not being drinkers, listening mm. to your show, that first couple of minutes where you say what you're drinking is the most confusing puzzling part to <laughs> That's me. That's the real puzzle. <laughs> but I can't wait until our post-show episode where we get to talk a bit about how we do things. I really am looking forward to that. Oh, yes. definitely, yeah. It'll be um, great, so stay tuned, people at home. Stay nah, tuned. People at home, you got to wait a week. <laughs> you got to wait a week. You don't, we don't. Uh, but look, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, when we started... Uh, it was a an empty landscape of escape room actual play shows, and now there's at least two, which is great. Um, so, look, if you're listening to this and you're and you're caught up to date because this is the most recent episode, go you give, have more now. Go give Infinite Escape Room. You don't need to keep bugging us for more episodes, saying, "Oh, Danny, can you just write faster?" <laughs> You've got a whole other show to listen to. 
Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look, go, go check them out. Uh, all the links will be in the show notes below, uh, and hopefully you enjoy it. So and tell them you came from us. So that we get all the credit. Oh yeah, so there'll be a ten percent referral um, if you put in. Yes. Go via the link escapethispodcast.com. There's a ten percent longer edit. Don't promise things we can't uphold. (laughs) But like, this is a good thing in the real world of escape rooms is that competition Mm. between rooms isn't so much a thing, and it's the same with podcasts. Like, Mm. besides the amount of time you have in your life you're not in direct competition with mm. other podcasts. So it really is just expand the field. That is nothing but a good thing. Mm. Yeah, it's really weird, actually. When we first um, like started it, we did a bit of like research scanning. We came across yours straight away because it was like the big one. Um, <laughs> but then like... Um, we sort of listen to it. It's like, oh, okay, now they've got this kind of like this real mm-hmm. role play angle on it. And then it's weird because we've started to drift, I think, more and more towards that just naturally through doing our own stuff. Mm. Oh, totally. Like you may have noticed... We didn't start with much in the way of stories or anything like that. So it definitely gets... situations. Yeah. Mm. yeah. definitely gets more like that naturally, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of roleplay, we'll get onto the questions. First of all, do you guys have much roleplaying experience? Ben? <laughs> um, I would say not for myself, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've dabbled in the past. Dabbled? Is this dabbled. a and d dabble? Well, I've had a little D&D dabble. Um, I, I did drama. Uh, so one always try, struggles to sort of fall a bit deep into it. Um, but yeah, I've dabbled in the past. and I try not to in case I uh, start running around and hitting people with foam swords. And I assume we're going to get some interesting answers for what about escape rooms? How much real world escape room experience do you have? So if I go again, um, I've had zero real life escape room experience. All of mine has been completely cyber and audio. That's so crazy. You heard what? it here first. Ben is a poser. <laughs> oh, so embarrassed to do a podcast with you, Ben. You <laughs> charlatan. Just, but why? Yeah, how did you get into an escape room podcast with no escape room experience? So um, I went to Mike about uh, probably eight months or so ago and said, I'd really like to do a podcast. And I was thinking, let's do a podcast about beer or something like that. And he was like, yeah, no, I, I really want to do a, uh, a podcast. Let's, uh, let's have a bit of a think. He came to me about a week or two later saying, escape rooms. And um, I just kind of said, yes. <laughs> <I'll enjoy> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, have you been it. tempted since then to do real ones? Absolutely. But so the Infinite Escape Room cast are uh, spread out all across the UK. Right. We don't see each other very often. So it's kind of like trying to find people in my location to do it with. Um, that does seem to be a lot of people's problem. Mm. Spread. If we have fans any listeners, we have any listeners in, in Ben's area, which is around Cardiff in, in the UK. Around Cardiff, send send an email and say I want to do it. Make the title subject line of email. I want to do a room with Ben, and uh, it'll be great. <laughs> Mike, yeah, do that. Surely you've done escape room experience. It was your idea. Surely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've done a few um, around the UK. I've done a couple in London, um, and there's a few that have started to spring up where I live in Milton Keynes. Um, and yeah, love them. Absolutely love escape rooms. Um, done some really good ones, and I've done some really poor ones. So yeah, I think there's fun to be had in, in all of them. <laughs> um, all right, so I think we're probably ready to get going. Let's bust some more ghosts. Bust yeah. a ghost. All right. Danny, would you like to get us into the room? Let's do this. 
It isn't night anymore, not really. It can't be many more hours until the sun rises. Still, your plane coming in late hasn't stopped you making the long journey to Culloden Manor to claim your inheritance and to hear about these so-called ghosts firsthand. Bill's right, you do not want to miss this. When you arrive at the manor, Bill meets you and repeats much of what he's already told you over the phone. There are ghosts roaming the house, Culloden descendants have been searching and capturing said ghosts inside household artefacts, and that up until now, all the ghosts have been members of the household staff. They seem to be involved in some illegal business dealings of the Culloden's, but now he's telling you that they've apparently caught a baby ghost, the ghost of your direct ancestor, who most definitely wasn't a baby when he died. Yeah, sounds like a mystery, all right. So you tell Bill that you're more than happy to enter the house and search for answers. He looks concerned, but it's a bit perfunctory. You know that this is what he expected. He tries to open the front door for you, but it slams in his face. Oh, sorry. I forgot. They don't want me going in for some reason. Honestly, it says Culloden's keep out on the front, but it's me they keep out? Ridiculous. All right, so you two are on your own. As soon as you cross the threshold of the manor, you feel a shift in the air and electricity. You aren't sure if this is what haunted feels like, but if you had to put a name to this feeling, you'd say that it feels angry, perhaps frustrated. Maybe these ghosts are annoyed that nobody's solved their real puzzle yet. Several doors are open in the corridor, but each time you approach one, it slams shut on its own before you can reach it. This is a message. You're being told... No, not in there. The ghosts are directing you. Cautiously, you keep walking until you find a door that doesn't close. It leads down another corridor. All the doors here are closed, but one opens up before you. And you smell the early morning wind wafting towards you. Well, that's interesting. The ghosts aren't leading you to a room. They're leading you outside. Is this a joke? Or is there something out here? You walk out and find yourself in a large grassy backyard, surrounded completely by a short wooden fence. Off to your right is a small greenhouse with a weather vane on top. In the far right corner is a round fountain. To your left you see several trees, almost all of them small apple trees, but one much larger tree with a swing hanging from its only branch. On the ground near the apple trees, you see a toolbox. Looking immediately around you, to your left and right, you see long tangled vines climbing high up the side of the house. They climb so far up that they're covering two windows almost completely. Finally, from the door where you are, a brick path curls up through the grass, ending in front of a single gravestone. Nothing moves. The ghosts aren't leading you anywhere more specific than this. Maybe if you want more answers, you'll need to catch one. A gardener, perhaps? Let's find out. Uh, So I can't see me. I think um, probably first, we probably want to have a look at this gravestone. First of all, you can't really tell if there's anything or anyone actually buried here. The grass and dirt make a mound, so you assume so, but if there's anything there, it'll be super deep. You squint in the dark, struggling to read the long faded lettering of the epitaph, but you aren't having much luck. Suddenly, a voice growls through the darkness. You shouldn't be out here. What accent was that? There wasn't, but it was it was <laughs> grizzled. Yeah, well, the voice is. You shouldn't be out here. Hey, you. 
hey, what are you doing in this grave? Go, go home. Go, you shouldn't be out here at all. Go back in the house. I don't understand. Look, look, I'm here being a ghost and I'm just trying to tend to this grave and you're coming out like, oh, look at me. I'm walking down the path today. Look at the trees first. The grave is too obvious. Go home. Is that better? Is that, is that, a, is that a better one? That was superb. Yeah, I love that. I think I'll, I'll have Aussie Glaswegian any day of the week. That was, that was wonderful. <laughs> Good to know that it's specifically Glaswegian. How about this? You shouldn't be out here. Oh, no, this voice <laughs> This again. voice always pops up in my room. I'll try it. I'll, give, all right, I'll, I'll stick to the voice. Here he is. <clears throat> you shouldn't be out here. There you go. Done. Well, anyway. You whatever, shouldn't be out here. Whatever voice he decides to keep in the edit. You shouldn't be out here. I've described it as deep, grizzled and menacing, but let's see how that goes. You shouldn't <laughs> be out here. But after it says this 50 or so times... You see the gravestones start to change. It looks like someone's wiping it down, an invisible person with an invisible cloth. And now you can read the letters perfectly. Michael B. Culloden. Though my passions run red and double, I am triply green with envy to those not plagued with my trouble. Though my passions run red and double, I am triply green with envy to those not plagued with trouble. I get the feeling from this gravestone that there is something so we've got passion rum red double triple greens we've got some uh numbers slash multiples and some Mm. colors which is nice but i have a sneakling suspicion that there may be other things i love it sorry he said sneakling and it was adorable (laughs) thank you (laughs) if i didn't have my webcam on you'd be like oh what a cute lovely person but as it is just like the face of a murderer um (laughs) i I don't know why, but I am massively fascinated by the uh, the big tree with the swing. Mm. Yes. Um, All right. You frolic over from the grave to the big tree. It's as thick as it is tall, and it's got hefty knots all over its trunk. Its leaves hang off it heavily, creating long shadows even in the dark. And the only substantial branch about it is the one that's holding this swing. Is this like a, a rope swing with like a like a wooden seat? Exactly that. It would give splinters and rope burns. It is just a short wooden plank with two rough lengths of rope looped through holes on the side to tie it to the branch of the tree. It's also, it's had a really, really rough paint job done to it. Like someone's just haphazardly splashed white over the top. You do see something slightly interesting about this seat on the thin, long front part of it. There's a word written on it. It says hates. 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 H-A-T-E-S. Yeah. I was going to ask if I could have a go, but uh, given the description, I don't think I want to now. I was literally just (laughs) thinking that. (laughs) You're welcome to, but um, the the wood gives a warning creak and the ropes feel a little bit too tense for your liking. You're you're worried the whole thing will just explode. Might have to give that a, a miss. I said, if one of you goes to sit on it and the other goes around to push, uh, you'll see that there's also a word on the thin part of the back. Oh. Hmm. It says apple. But seeing as we're right next to the apple trees, we, could we have a, a little look at them? Well, you go over to these apple trees and it mustn't be quite the right season yet because there's hardly anything growing on them. You can only, out of all these trees, find six apples. You notice half of them are red and half are green. So a couple of different varieties here. And in the ground, you notice a little picket sign. Trees tended by gardener Alan Koo. Thank you to our Patreon donor, Alan Koo. 
Um, okay. Um, so we've got six apples, three red, three green. Hmm. Uh, and sorry, the um, the note again. Sorry for the the apple trees was uh, Alan Koo. Trees tended by gardener Alan Koo. Trees tended by gardener Alan Koo. So yeah, that's probably the grizzled clown voice you heard earlier. Gotcha. Spooky. Grizzled <laughs> clown. I'm gardener. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a toolbox around here as well, wasn't there? Can we have a look at the toolbox? It looks very much like a toolbox. It's locked with a three-digit combination lock. Ah. Interesting. The, the last room had no locks. This one needs them again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, we've, we've not had any... Well, we've not really had what? any numbers yet, so... Uh... Well, I don't know. We have, because we've had uh, the gravestone. We had um, a double, triple... And and plague, which as everybody knows is eight. Um, so <laughs> it could be. Hmm. Okay, well we're still we've still got the greenhouse and the fountain. Can we um, uh, sort of shuffle our, our little bottoms over to the greenhouse, please, and have a little looky loo? Yeah, absolutely. It's not huge. Like you'd have to say that it's closer to the size of a dog house than a real house, but it's still pretty sizable. You can see through its glass walls that it contains. Whole bunch of pot plants. Some are so leafy that you can't really see past them too well. You approach the door, which is also made of glass, and you find a padlock holding it shut. However, interestingly, the padlock is also transparent, but it does not look particularly breakable. Hmm. And there's a weather vane on top as well. Yep. The, this roof is low enough that if you wanted to climb up to look at the weather vane, you probably could, but you can see it well enough from where you are. It's that typical image that you see of them in pictures. It's got that flat bronze-coloured rooster sitting on top of four arrows that point in the cardinal directions. So each arrow has its directions letter welded to it. Your N, E, S, and W. The rooster looks like it should spin, but it's not in the best condition there's heavy rust coating the spinny parts doesn't look like it's moved for a while what way is the rooster facing what way is the rooster facing billy when was the last wind when this thing moved north by northwest that's fair cool just drawn a very detailed chicken <laughs> and then remembered that they look different from roosters just so embarrassing nah. <laughs> It's got oh, like I wish a... I had my notebook in front of me so I could see how I drew it. I, I, I started off looking like a chicken. It start, looks more like a duck now, but with a turkey's neck. It's all gone horribly wrong. <laughs> it's got webbed feet. Oh, God. Hmm. So we can't get into the greenhouse because we need. We presumably need a key for that. that. It's a key, not a combination padlock. Correct. Correct. Right. It's a, you said it's a see-through lock, though. Can we take a, just yeah. a close look at that lock, please? Yeah, well, it looks... I mean, you haven't seen too many transparent locks in your day, but you suppose it's what you would expect of it. You can just see all of the little funny, springy, clicky mechanisms inside. The tumblers. Shut up. For all you lock aficionados out there. <laughs> hmm. You can get those, can't you? They're like springy, little, um, locky, training clicky ones. bits. Hmm. You're learning to pick yeah, I've seen locks. one in a real escape room. Really? Oh, cool. Sick. Okay, so the only thing we've not checked out is the fountain and oh the and the we ivy. haven't looked at and the ivy, and also just because of diabolicalness, the door that we came in through. Oh, of course, it, it is absolutely a tradition of mine to look at everything. I don't mention stuff unless it's to be looked at. 
Let's go over and have a look at the fountain. The water in this fountain has long since stopped running. It may have been a beautiful eye-catching piece once upon a time, but it's been heavily neglected. Alan Koo. Hey, I'm working. I got stuff to do. But maybe it's Bill's fault because he thought that the haunted house experience for all the visitors would be better if it looked creepy and gross. Hey, I'm working. I have stuff to do. (laughs) The stone is all grey and cracked and the stagnant water that's still in the body of the fountain is so plastered with algae you can't see through it. Somewhere behind you, you hear a low muttering. Can't see. Can't see. Shouldn't see. Block it out. The Batman. Um, (laughs) We should. I feel we should take a look. Um, So this this algae water. We can we sort of have a little feel around in it, or have a Mm. a little swish around in, see if there's anything in there. So you reach down, but the instant your fingers make contact with this algal bloom, it sends a crazy stinging sensation up your arm. It's like an electrical sort of impulse, and you have to whip your arm backwards. Your hand starts to break out in a rash. It's it's a super allergen. Not only that, but from the brief touch you had, you can tell that this algae has grown together crazily thickly. So it would actually take a lot of effort, probably more than just a hand, to get through it. Hmm. Hmm. Ben, do you want to have a go? <laughs> No, Cannonball! <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, jump in the algae. Um, could, could we go have a look at the uh, door to, back to the house? The door itself is perfectly normal. It's closed behind you since you came out, naturally. But there are some interesting notches on the door frame on both sides. And sitting on the ground beside it, there's a tall pile of thin wooden planks. Sorry, so notches on either side of the door. Is that on the door itself yeah, or on the frame? Just the door frame, sort of sitting... Uh, how to describe it? Sort of outwards from the door, just a tiny bit. Okay. Uh, that's very strange. But yeah, notches like yeah. running all up and down the sides of the store frame. Notches and... that might possibly fit a wooden plank in. If you pick up one of the wooden planks and you can try to give that a go. And yeah, it slides perfectly into place in some of those notches. So it looks like these would be made to bar the door. Like, that's a tornado safety thing sometimes, isn't it? Like, nailing bars across the doors and windows so they don't go flying off their hinges. (laughs) You also notice that these planks that you've picked up, they are painted red on one side and green on the other. Oh, ah. There are a couple of dozen planks in this pile. You probably couldn't fit all of them over the door at once, but a decent number. Interesting. Okay, so um, planks. How and we had how many pl- planks was it? Sorry, a couple of dozen. A couple of dozen. A couple Dozens of dozen. Planks. Hmm. The less specific I am about a number, the less that specific number matters. Fabulous. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> what, what 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 number do we find? Oh, there are three digits. They're probably from like one to nine or something. I don't know. Um, how many slots are there in the door? So you observe it, four, four slots in the door frame. No, there are actually heaps, like quite a few. You probably couldn't fit a few dozen of these planks, but you could fit quite a lot. What do you reckon? At a brief glance, like 20 running up each yeah, side? Yeah, maybe 20. Okay. okay. Planks aren't too thick. Hmm. I, I was pondering about 12, but um, 20 is about... <laughs> okay. Okay, I think 
maybe leave the door for one second and uh, we should probably have a look at this ivy. Hmm. These vines that are creeping up the windows, yes. They are dry, crackly, and they're covered in thorns, very pointy thorns. Uh, They climb up the whole back of the house and they cover the highest windows. And it's, it's very haunted house. You've got a gravestone in the backyard, but this is the most haunted house image that you've got so far. <laughs> and huh. you can't see much of the windows behind these vines. All you can tell is that they're dark and kind of ominous. I'm guessing too thorny to climb. Yeah, they're not really the sort of cl- the climby thorns. You say they're dry, so I guess that um, if we had something, if they weren't thorny, we could maybe sort of snap them. Um, but they're thorny, so we can't really touch them. Or- Perhaps they're also, they're pretty thick sorts mm. of things. It doesn't, uh, yeah. The windows that they're covering, is there anything to be seen? Mm. Um, anything that we can see? Not so much through the vines at this point. All you can tell is that there's darkness behind them, but the vines are covering the majority of them. Mm. Now, Benjo, I'm wondering if it's worth taking a second look at the little brick path that we took towards the gravestone. Yes. Yes. We haven't actually looked at that. Yeah, fair enough. It's not in the best condition, like many things around here. The bricks are pretty uneven. A few of them are distinctly sticking up further than the others, and you definitely almost trip over them. Are we able to lift up one of these bricks? It's it's no use, unfortunately. Your fingernails just aren't strong enough to get this done. So Darn. you suspect that it probably can't be done by hand. Hmm. Brings I think, us back to the toolbox. <laughs> I think we need to get in this toolbox. We do. So the the the, the, the three digits. I'm guessing they are zero to nine. All three of them. Yep. Okay. Okay, so the num so we've got a couple of numbers possibly on the gravestone and we've got things related to red and green as well. Actually no mm. we haven't we've got Yeah, uh Yes you do. Run red. Yeah, we've definitely seen red and green a few times. Yeah. Hmm. The thing that is confusing me the most at the moment is the words on the swing. Um mm. the this is probably going to be completely wrong. So the apples that we Everyone found. Everyone says that. <laughs> the apples that we found. Are we uh, are we able to to get them and and pull them off the tree? If you would like to do so, you are more than welcome. However, they will be just as useful where they are as okay. in your hands. Maybe we'll leave them where they are then. Um, Whatever works. My thinking was that we could place them on the swing and maybe someone would come out and terrorise us or something. Hey, what are you doing? I hate apples. Exactly. Didn't you read my sign? <laughs> oh. That was literally exactly what I was expecting to happen, to be honest, at the end of that sequence of events. <laughs> should we Should we try something really dumb, Ben? And just because there's some numbers yes. jumping out at me, which are two and... Oh, wait, no. I've only got two numbers from the gravestone, which would be two and three. Yes. Mm. Um, unless we double... Our number yep. of oh, we have three red apples and three green apples. We, we do double mm-hmm. our number of red apples and triple our number of green apples, um, which would give us six and twelve. No. Nine, nine, 12. <laughs> nine, six and nine. Six and nine is there was a test which you all passed. <laughs> you were just, you were just, you were just so wanting to get three digits out of it. 
I was. You I wanted was. 612. <laughs> I did. Oh, gosh. Hmm. I could just feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel a moment of thinking coming on while I hope Ben comes Nine. up with a solution. <laughs> okay, so that would give us a total of 15. Like, it took me an embarrassing long time to do that that really simple maths um, <laughs> which is not three numbers no that's only two as well it's also not the the, the, the right amount of planks to put in the door because that was my other my other thinking that then if there's about 15 or so um, notches then we'd maybe go with nine green planks and six red planks well the the 20 notches on the door is not necessarily ideal. You kind of think 20 would be max, but then you'd have the door completely covered, right? It's yeah. that sort of, not necessarily an indication that's how many you would need. Just that you're not going to need many more than that. You couldn't fit three dozen on there. <sighs> okay. Also, now I think about it, we're going to want to escape from this door at some stage. So barricading ourselves in <laughs> ah, you can just jump may fence. slow that down. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thinking it's of which, there is a fence we've looked, yeah. we've not looked at the fence. Hmm. It, it's, um, is there anything to see on the fence that we've we've not uh, previously observed? Yeah. So first of all, just the fence in general. Yeah, it's by no means a privacy fence. It's made of very uh, privacy fence. We have British. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's made of squat rectangular planks of wood pressed together tightly at the sides, extending from the house to surround the other three edges of the backyard. Taking a closer look, you see that these wooden planks have quite a range of quality. Some are rotting so badly that you can't believe they're still standing, while others look kind of new. Under some of the dust and dirt on the closest plank that you're looking at, you think you see something, like some writing. No, it's not writing, it's an image. There's something stained into the wood. It looks, you'd have to say, like a grasshopper. And now that you see it, you notice it's not the only one. On the panel beside this one, there's a different picture stained into it. It's a frog. And the next one has a snake. And then a bird. Then a fox. Then a person. Then, well, then there's a few blank ones. But you persist. And a little further over, you find another grasshopper. Then another frog. And so on. And this seems to continue all around the fence. Interesting. Very so, grasshopper, frog, snake, bird, fox, person. The greatest monster of them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. It is, however, not what I was hoping to find, which was three numbers. <laughs> three numbers and a picture of a toolbox and an arrow. See, this is the difference in, in puzzle quality, Ben. <laughs> I'm I'm slightly horrified that this might be um, the uh, the old lady that ate a spider. Do we have to eat a grasshopper, then a frog, <laughs> then a? I did think of that. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that's. <laughs> but then I got to the stage of well, horses don't really eat cows or whatever, so this isn't going to work. <laughs> doesn't quite match up. <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see. So we are. I think the toolbox seems like the best place to start just because it's the bit where we've got the clearest idea of where we might need to do something mm. so don't abandon what you were doing before mm. you came up with an idea that you that you discounted but you were one tiny second away from a solution yeah you were totally right oh god not again <laughs> no <laughs> no this happens every week um so 
Um, in that case, can we go back to the door and place nine, yeah, nine green planks into the notches and six red planks into the notches? And how did you get that again? Uh, so we got that by um, doubling the amount of red apples. Double comes from the, the gravestone. And tripling mm. the amount of green apples, because uh, we were tripled green with envy. Yeah, it seems like that could be what it was talking about. So you slot six boards over the door with the red side facing out and nine green. And as soon as the last board goes into place, you feel a weird sort of warm air under your fingers. At first you think it's coming from the boards themselves, but even when you move away, this warmth sort of follows you. And then you hear that voice again. Cut it out. Cut it out. Bar it in. Lock up tight. In. Clockwise. Half out. Anti-clockwise. In. Two clockwise. But it'll never know that. You got your deranged ghost. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to repeat so it's clearer, can't get out. Can't let it out. Bar it in. Locked up tight. In. Clockwise. Half out. Anti-clockwise. In. Two clockwise. But it will never know that. I wonder if this is a clue towards... That feels like our little glass padlock, maybe. Might. Maybe. Because maybe there, there might be something that we can twiddle in it. In the in the toolbox, perhaps. I'm I'm really, really pushing forwards into <laughs> grasping at nothings. Um, hmm. Other things that could apply no. to. Um, you're you're doing good. I could apply to the so. weather vane. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't, because it's just <laughs> that can only twist. Well, I presumably might be able to twist. Well, we've so we've we've looked at the weather vane from uh, the ground. Um, mm. But you did mention that, uh, that we could uh, possibly clamber up and, and have a closer look at the weather vane. Yeah, absolutely. The closer look doesn't really reveal anything new, just pretty much what you confirmed. It's very rusty, doesn't want to move. Ah, okay. Ah, gotcha. Part of me really wants to put these apples on the um, on the swing still. Um, <laughs> I guess just to spite whoever wrote such a nasty message on it. Um <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You take you take all of the six apples and you stick them down on the white splashy bits of the paint on the top of it and just have them sit there and you glare at where you think Alan Koo is. That, that was yeah. showing. Grr. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Actually, I'm right behind you. It's me, Alan Koo. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred. <laughs> um... <laughs> So thinking of the fence again, Ben. Mm. Um, I know I might be, I might have well passed the point where red and green matters, but grasshoppers are greenish. Frogs can be greenish. Snakes can be greenish. Birds are famously all red. As <laughs> That's a true. That is true. And hey, in Australia, one of our best birds is green. It's <laughs> our best green bird. Lorikeet. Yeah, Rosella's a red, hence Rizella's the name. Red. A lorikeet. Lorikeet's a good the bird. Lorikeet's a cuties. Oh my god, I'm totally going to Google that at a much lighter <laughs> time. Um, but, but, but the fountain. Um, I know that the... If we could drop back over there, the algae was thick and green and nasty and, and stingy. 
Mm. Was there anything to be seen with regards to the actual fountainy squirty bit? No, it's not very interesting. Non-functional. Okay. I would like to point out, we didn't cover this. Um, <laughs> that's another th- moment. What? Where the green algae made someone's hand oh, go no. red. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was purely coincidental. Unintentional. <laughs> Let's see. In clockwise, out clockwise. Have we got anything? We haven't got anything at the moment that we could potentially stick in the little padlock. No, not at the moment. Mm, no. Apple trees, greenhouse. Greenhouse. Damn it. Ben, you look red. like you look like you're on the cusp of something, Ben. No, so I'm I'm thinking about these uh so there are six uh items that we can see on the fences, six uh stained yes, pictures. In this repeating pattern, that's right. That's what I sort of had. <laughs> Got that into hell then. A... The fence the fence is a good place fence, to be looking. Yeah. Okay. Possibly not just the fence, but No. But the... but it's definitely something. Okay. So there, there are six of them. There are also six apples, and I don't know if that's important, but there's a, a six Damn and a it. six. Oh, six is just a really good number. So there were so there were some blank uh, fence panels as well, you said, but there's uh, nothing. Yeah, definitely. So you've like got the six creatures and then some blanks, then the six creatures again, some blanks. Just enough so that it takes up the entire yard with this sort of repeating pattern. And, yeah, remembering some of this fence is older or newer than others as well. Mm, yes, because you mentioned that some of the panels were sort of old and rotten and some were quite new. Mm. Um, how mm. does the old new pattern correspond to our first sequence of six animals? You can't quite see a diff- like a pattern in what's old and new. There are definitely way more old ones than new ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you look, the particularly new-looking ones do stand out a bit. So over by the apple trees... One of the ones with a frog on it is a pretty new one. Um, by the big tree, there's a new-looking human one and fox one. By the fountain, there's another new frog. And by the greenhouse, there's a new snake one. So you probably get the idea that you know this fence doesn't get replaced all in... It hasn't been renovated all in one go. It's just like as soon as one plank fails, they pull it up and just slot another one in there. Another one with a picture on it. Well, I mean, you've got to be consistent in some ways. God, God bless Alan Coo. He, he tries. Does a... <laughs> He's doing the best he I can. I have a lot to do. I'm a busy man. It's a very big garden. He's a gardener for. <laughs> um, I have to prowl the city by night. <laughs> so Trim just, the roses just... by Alfred, Alfred, I, I turn the roses by day and I nip crime in the bud by night. There's an oh, anime about this. Dearie me. There's an anime where the group of crime-fighting boys work at a flower shop during the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, going back to those new posts with uh, with pictures on, there are five of them. That's that's correct, isn't there? Frog, human, fox, frog, snake. If we're moving uh, clockwise around the uh, yeah. around the garden, I think was my reading. This is. The big puzzle, probably, of this room. So it's fine if this is the one that takes the time. Hmm. If we... I wonder if we have... um, If we say a grasshopper is one and a frog is two and a snake is three and so on and so forth, so person is six, whether we... um, Whether we then take the frog, 
the human, the fox, and so on and so forth, and, and then assign those numbers to them, whether that gives us anything. So that would give us uh, frog would be two, human would be six, fox is five, frog is two again, and snake is three. That gives us two, six, five, two, three. And I'll hand the rest over to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Ben. And then all I do is is I, I put Take those home, numbers... Mike into a sock, <laughs> shake them, and then pick out the first three that come. It's just so happens You never know. To... <laughs> but it is true. You have too many numbers there for a three-digit code. And hmm. as far as the the doubling and tripling is probably the hardest maths that you're going to have to handle. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay, I feel we've not had anything much to do with the swing so far. So hate hmm. and apple... Yeah, so again, just to recap what this swing looks like, it's got hates written on the thin part of the front, apple written on the thin part of the back, a rough splash of white paint on the top, and six apples sitting on it from when you put them there earlier. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and just sort of um, to rule things out, could I sort of lay on the ground and look at the bottom of the swing? Is there anything significant about the bottom of the swing? It's actually, it's also got this white paint job sort of done very terribly done doesn't even cover the whole thing but yeah it just looks like someone said oh we can't have this look like wood um, ugh. <laughs> um you said it was a bad paint job is it something that we could pick off or you give it a go and you actually think yeah this is flaky and not well done enough that you very much could so you start to have a go and you pick away bits of it doesn't take long for you to see that on the top it is concealing something. Actually, maybe on the bottom. On one of the sides, it is concealing something. You can see a stained picture of a fox. Oh. oh. The fox post that is not too far from where we are now. Could we go and have a closer look at that? Is there anything? Uh, which one? Oh, there were two. Because again, there are a few. Well, ah. no, there, like there are a few foxes. Do you mean the one that looked new that we commented on yeah. before? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it does just sort of look like there was maybe an older post there before that wasn't in good enough condition for the fence, so it was ripped out and this new one was slotted in its place. Hmm. Can we uh, can we give it a little jiggle, maybe? Absolutely, you can. You give it a bit of a jiggle, you grip the fence panel on both sides and you pull upwards. It does have a bit of give. It slides up into your arms. And you take a look at your prize. And there's something written on each of the thin sides of it. On the left, it says hose. And on the right, it says take. But that seems kind of useless to you. There's not even any hose in this room. Yard. Okay. Take hose. Well, on the basis that this post um, had a bit of a jiggle, it would seem rude not to give the other posts... A bit of a jiggle. <laughs> All right, so you just sort of go with the ones on either side to it first. And these ones are definitely older, so they don't want to come out so much. But while you're doing that, you notice that the one that you've pulled out is not the only one with writing on the sides of it. Mm-hmm. So the post to the left of it, obviously it's still in the ground, so you can only see one of the words because the other one is still fenced. But so on the left post, you see the word algae. And on the right post of the gap... You see the word leaves. This would have been the human post. Uh, 
Uh, yes, yes. Uh, human post says leaves and what came before fox? Bird? Bird. Yeah. The bird post says algae. Um, I, there were, I believe there was new, uh, the new frog and the new snake post on the other side of the garden as well. Mm. Uh, yes, but for convenience sake, you won't have to do anything with them. They don't jiggle out of the ground. Good to know. <laughs> they stay solid and tight. Alan did his job properly with these ones. I had a lot to do, but I got those new posts in. That's Except why I didn't... for the fox one. Except for the fox one. I, I don't like foxes. They're too green. It freaks me out. <laughs> I found we... the voice now. I, I found it. I've settled into it. Uh, I, I think... Can we go over to the greenhouse again and look... Like, press our noses right up against it and see... Can we see a hose in there along with all the plants? No. You definitely no. cannot. Okay. Ben, our collective expectations of this toolbox are growing by the minute. At the moment, it's going to contain <laughs> keys, lockpicks, a corpse digging spade, and now an entire length of hose. How big is the toolbox? <laughs> oh, oh, it's like a five by five meter cube. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's, it's giant. We probably should have mentioned that. <laughs> we, we, just, we, just, we thought you'd ask. What you've described is a shed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I really do not think that this is going to go anywhere, but could we pop over to one of the apple trees and yes. um, pluck off a leaf? Yes. And you could. Can we dip that into the algae in the fountain? And why yes. might you do that? Well, so we've got um, on the posts left and right of the uh, of of the the post that uh, Mike jiggled out. Uh, algae and leaves. We've also got on the um, on the swing the hates apples, and this is sort of the we've got an apple leaf, perhaps, and maybe mm. the thing that doesn't like apples is in the algae. So making mm. the message algae hates apple leaves. Perhaps you so. pluck off your leaf from the apple tree and you sort of drop it on top of the algae on the fountain, and it sits there, and then some of the furriness of the algae curls over the top of the apple leaves and you hear a faint hissing noise where the algae touches the leaves it starts to recede there's some interesting chemical from the leaves affecting it so to be thorough grab a couple more leaves and chuck them in the water and soon enough a large gap in the algae starts to form and although the water underneath is still filthy you can now see through it a bit and there is something floating near the bottom you can safely reach into the water to grab it and what you pull out is a soaking wet book. Terrible condition, but some of the words in pictures are still interpretable. And according to the cover, this is a guide to pestilent plants. Can we, uh, can we open it up and take a look? Yeah, so you can see again, many of the pages are indecipherable at this point because it's been sitting in water for who knows how long. But there are lots of pictures and uh, of various plants and their names and maybe a brief description. What are some pestilent plants, Danny? Could you give me a couple of names oh, and descriptions oh, off the top is, of your is head? vine in there by any chance? You can take a look, and there are a few different types of vines, but you do find a picture that's the spitting image of the vines against the house. And you can't read the description. That bit of the page has been worn away, but they go by the name Tulium Tridipenta. Sorry, Bill, I interrupted you as well. You were saying... He was trying, I was to, trying make to make me Danny come up come with some plants off the top of her head. Mm, oh, I'm so my sorry. My favorite activity. <laughs> please please do. Please fun. do. 
What's on page 10? Um, it is a flower called the windowious foam. Ah, that wouldn't happen to do with the window and the foam in the corner of this room, right? What do you take me for? <laughs> Someone who just makes things up? What about page 20? Uh, light switchier microphonus. <laughs> These sound legit to me. I'm, uh, good work. Better be writing all these down. <laughs> this is all important puzzle information. <laughs> but no, you found Tulium Tridipenta as the name what of page the vines running up the wall. I was really hoping it would be on like a, a three-digit page number. That would just solve all of my problems. <laughs> yeah, page numbers are very worn away. Interesting that Tripident... Oh, Ben, as the etymologist... <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> what can you tell us about that grasshopper picture? I was gonna say that. I was thinking tri pi and denta. Is pi would be tri di penta? Oh yeah. Oh tri di penta. Yes. Uh, so that would be three two five to me. Would say because you've got three tri di two penta. Uh, we're going by the the Latin roots of the old uh, the old numbers. Yes, the Latin roots. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for Ben to correct me, though, because normally he goes, well, actually, the etymological root of this is, and he'll tell me a fascinating story about it. No, I'm, 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 uh, I'm running a blank. So that, that, sounds, that sounds very, very plausible. And not only that, it was called Tulium Tridipenta. That is spelt T-O-O-L-E-U-M. Now, if only we had something related to tools which needed three numbers. I think we should probably yeah, go back to the convenient. weather vane. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, can we can we try um, can we pop over to the toolbox, please, and try um, three two five as the uh, the combination? You put the numbers three two five into the combination lock, and the lock opens. You lift the lid, and you don't see the sorts of tools you were expecting. Certainly, no grave digging shovel. Aww. Instead, you see. Something that looks like a small vampire hunting tool. You see a pointy little wooden stake and mallet, which is interesting. There's also a small pouch, and when you open that up, inside is a collection of lockpicks. These are the tools I use to hunt vampires. <laughs> I, I, I garden by day. Vampire I, Batman! I, <laughs> <laughs> How many? If we look in the pouch of lockpicks, how many lockpicks do we have? Are they and are they all the same? They are all the same, if that's how lockpicks work. And there are enough. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the Skyrim principle, I see. <laughs> yes. Okay, I reckon we need to uh, pick this lock on the greenhouse, Mike. I concur, Ben. So, can we take? <laughs> can we please take? Um, Take the pouch of lockpicks over to the over to the greenhouse and um, put in a lockpick. I'm not sure how this is going to work. So I think we want to put in a lockpick and turn it um, clockwise, and then cool. pull it half out and turn it anti-clockwise, and then push it in again and turn it twice clockwise. It's interesting instructions that. Alan the gardener growled at you at the door but as you try to do that it does seem to make sense you can see the little gears and dials inside the padlock twisting and turning as you move the lockpick around until eventually once you're finished you hear a little click and the locks bar opens 
you swing open the greenhouse door and look around. And like you could see from the outside, there is a whole bunch of potted plants. Some of them are huge, some of them are small, some in better condition than others. Alan! I kept the good ones good. Maybe I just don't like the bad ones. On top of that, you can also see something you couldn't see before. There's, sitting in the middle of the floor, a bag of potent high-speed weed killer. Oh. I mean, so potency high-grade weed killer. We do have this vine up the side of the house, which feels like it should be gotten rid of. I don't think there's anything else in the garden so far that struck me as needing a good weed killing. So could we take it, please, and and I guess liberally apply some to, to the vines? You certainly can. You drag this bag out and you start spreading it around the base of the vines. And it said high speed and it is high speed. Almost instantly, the woody vines start emitting a kind of pungent steam. The thorns start to drop off and eventually the structural integrity of the plants gives out. They collapse and you have to sort of jump backwards to ensure they don't fall on you. But now they are scattered, very dead on the ground. Could we have a look through the windows? You crane your neck up to look at the now unblocked windows and they're no longer dark. A flickering light like from a fireplace illuminates them from behind. And with that light, you can see words that have been written in the dust in the window's glass by an unseen finger. One of the windows says the word thieves, and the other, what will you steal next? It's a little bit offensive. I mean, you haven't stolen anything. Except for the hearts of our listeners. <laughs> Aww. And some weed killer, I guess. <laughs> and some weed killer. <laughs> and possibly an apple each for pudding. <laughs> so, have I don't think we've stolen anything yet although the no, day is not young. at all um what will we steal next has anything been stolen but there's a so there's a lock picking kit in the toolbox that's a very good question though has anything been stolen mm. yeah you haven't stolen anything hmm. you're not even in the house where you'd really be able to steal anything hmm. do we i wonder if we have everything from the greenhouse could we have a look in the greenhouse again, just have a, a little look around, see if there's anything that might look out of place or maybe something that looks like it might be missing. Yeah, no worries. So you take a look around and you have to shove your way through all of these plants because some of them are seriously big. But you push fronds aside, you get a bit scraped on the arms by some unexpected thorns. But once you get down low and you take a look at some of these smaller pots you see something half buried in the soil of a small pot of orchids. Hmm. There's a flat, thin-ended trowel. Hmm. I've got a horrible thought that Mike is going to turn around and say, can we dig up the grave with this trowel? <laughs> ben, that's it doesn't very... look like it's made for high-intensity, high-depth <laughs> digging. By God, we'll give it a go. <laughs> um, ben, I, I'm so disappointed in you, but at the same time, that was exactly where my mind was going. <laughs> If I don't desecrate a grave by the end of the day, I'm going to be very sad. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a really detailed trowel. <laughs> this is it's important. You never know what clues might be okay, on Okay, what can we do with a trowel? What can't we do with a trowel? Um, oh, oh, aha! Aha, aha! I love that sound. Aha. You know what you can do with a trowel, Ben? 
what can you do with the trowel? <laughs> you can um, you can uh, lever up wonky bricks in a brick path with a trowel. That you can. Um, can we can we go and and take another look at the brick path um, armed with trowel of plus one? The gaps are just perfectly the right size for a trowel blade to fit in between them, so you can do so. Excellent. You wriggle that flat bit down, you hook it under one of the upraised bricks, and you raise it up completely. And when you do that to the other uneven bricks, you get five in total. Five dirty bricks that came out. Can we give them a little bit of a rinse in the fountain, see if there's anything uh, to be seen about them when they're clean? (laughs) Ah, That's a great idea. Yeah, you dip them in, and a lot of the dirt on the bottom of the bricks does come off as you do so. And there are words carved into the bottoms of them. Oh. The first one that you dip out just has the word the. And after that, you find one that says branch, bleed, make, and tree. One significantly more violent than the other. (laughs) Than the others, I should say. Do we have to make the tree Hmm. bleed, Ben? Or is it... (laughs) Or is it a pun? Got to make like a tree the and branch, bleed. bleed, make tree. <laughs> <laughs> make the tree branch bleed would be a logical way to rearrange those. Yeah. Oh, um, do we have to t- perhaps take the stake and um, whack it into the into the, the branch? Maybe that is holding the, um, the the swing. If we can get to that. Can, can we reach the branch supporting the, the swing? Yeah, if you remember, the tree trunk was very knotted, so it would be possible for you to climb up there. And now that you look at this vampire mallet and stake, it does look like it could be a sort of makeshift sap tapper. In this case, Mike, I'm going to have to ask you to go up because I'm terrified of heights. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, but what about your character in this game? What is, oh. what is Ben coloured and terrified of? Still heights. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> apples. Heights and apples. I guess I'd, I guess I'd have like a foot less far to go as well, Ben, which would be... Um... <laughs> but what about Mike oh. Culloden? I'm pretty sure he's only four oh, foot Mike, four. Mike Culloden is basically just shoes and a chin. There's nothing in between. Minuscule. <laughs> Spent the entire thing pottering around. This is around. the new Mike Culloden, not the dead Mike Culloden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'd, I'll climb this tree. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll happily I'll happily uh, uh, climb up the tree and uh, and give the, uh, the the branch a good staking. All right, you clamber up the front of the tree until you reach that branch, and you stake that branch in its little vampire heart, and it goes into the wood like butter. And what comes out? It's not quite what you'd expect, like dirt water, maybe some errant sap, but oh, this is like oily gunk it's sticky on your hands it looks like it'll take a lot of soaping to get it off it smells petrolly in that sort of way something terrible must have infected this tree <gasps> the apples they're having such a lovely day on the swing <laughs> don't let it spoil them. <laughs> and actually while you're up here you see something over the fence you see bill 
Oh, oh, hello. He's just sort of, he, he must have been hearing your funny noises and your joyful cheers or those of the apples as they swung. So he's come around the back of the house and it's not a very high fence, so you can talk with him if you need to. Hello, how are you? Lovely, thank you, Bill. How have you been? G- going well? Any any ghosts? Any progress on ghosts? <laughs> oh, you know... <laughs> Just the one, really. Just the one crime-fighting gardener ghost. Oh, Alan Koo, yes, good ghost. <laughs> one of our finest. <laughs> Bill, when he when he when he turns up, seems really worried, uh, and he's looking at the windows. What's what's got you worried about the windows? Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben, you were. Does um? Can I talk to Bill? I'm not up the tree. It would... I'm not talking to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you should yeah, ask. Yeah, totally. Uh, you can just go up to the fence and have a neighbourly conversation. Hey, hey, Bill. So, um, so, do you know what might have been stolen from the from the house? Well, I, I mean, the, the other the other Culloden's have been taking objects out of the house all day. And anything when we've trapped a ghost, I, I I take it straight out of the house so I can study it. I'm, as you saw earlier, I'm not allowed in the house, so they've they've brought them out to me. I, I mean, that's not really thievery, is it? I, I suppose it isn't anything else. Yeah, maybe to ghosts. That does mm. count. This is their house. What were your plans to steal next? <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have any plans to steal anything. We only take what what ghosts have 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 gone into. We don't have a. We're not burglars. Hmm. What does it mean? What will we steal next? Well, I mean, there is a ghost here, so presumably something here could be used to trap this ghost as well like with all of the others but uh, in all of the other rooms it's just sort of happened one of the objects has just been the thing that the ghost went into you've never had to figure it out before no almost like we've reached some kind of meta puzzle (laughs) this almost feels like like a meta puzzle but that would imply that our lives are some sort of episodic narrative (laughs) And I'm not willing to accept that possibility, so I won't solve this puzzle. Uh, okay, Bill. The... <laughs> Hello. Yes. Um... <laughs> what would you like to ask me, Mark? I don't know. Here's your helpful NPC. I'm all ears. Okay. Please, continue. Um, so, nothing else has been stolen from the house in the previous visits, only um, taken out. Well, we've... I suppose they think of that as stealing. We are taking them out of the house. Uh, I believe there's been, oh, seven ep- I mean, objects taken <laughs> so far. And these objects, are they normally closely related to the ghosts? In some way. Sometimes it's been more obvious than others. There's definitely been some unusual ones. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I don't, I don't know what happened there. My voice <laughs> changed for a moment. But uh, yes... <laughs> <laughs> what I just said is, is definitely right. How would we go about trapping a ghost, potentially, Bill? It kind of often happens itself. So from what the other Culloden's have told me, there's sometimes they 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 finish some kind of final puzzle, and and the ghost gets <laughs> gets trapped in an object. But it's not usually clear what the object will be beforehand. This is it's never been pre-planned. I don't know why they think we'll know what comes next. Hmm. What was the last thing that a ghost got trapped in? Hmm. Mm, the last one? Let me think back. 
to to minutes ago in the world of this show, but weeks ago in the world of uh, the podcast, uh, it was. Oh, it, uh, we we caught that baby ghost in a lamp. I feel we have unfinished stuff in this garden, Ben. Oh, please, by all means, I'll wait here. There's two things I'm not entirely sure if we've solved. That's a couple of the things that Alan Koo has said. Um, when he said, can't see, shouldn't see, block out. And I I didn't get it down. Before he before we got given the instructions for how to pick the lock, um, he'd said something. I can't remember that was, whether that was about access or about seeing. Well, can't that see, one was shouldn't see may have related to the mm. windows. Because they were blocked by the vines. True. <laughs> Um, I, I can't help overhearing. <laughs> so I believe that may have been flavor text. <laughs> just, just, just in case. You I, know what? You're both right. I believe perhaps it may have, it may have been flavor, flavor text. <laughs> For puzzles, I believe I think Thanks, you've Bill. already solved. We love you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. No, no, no worries. <laughs> you are doing the right okay. thing by talking hmm. to Bill. So, Bill. Um, so, the last last item was a lamp. Um, mm. What what was it before then? Ah, before that, it was some uh, some linen, uh, linen, I believe it was. Linen. Let me just recall. Mm, yes, linen. Yes, it was. Basically, if there were things, okay, so things that can be taken out of the house or taken out of the garden, um, we'd probably struggle with the greenhouse and the fountain, um, the toolbox, however, and our six surrogate children. Oh, he could he could be in a he could be in the toolbox. He could be in an apple. He could be in a leaf. We could just start throwing. Maybe he loves algae. I really don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Without a ghost, it's meaningless. But yes, linen and lamp were the or lamp and linen were the last two things well, we need to begin out. with That's an L, like algae. I can see. Wait, but it's not like everything we've stolen begins with an L. But before the linen, I think it was. It was an envelope mm. that had some money, but it, no, by the end it was just an envelope with a ghost in it. Yes, in fact, can we, um, Bill, old old buddy, old chum, um, would you be so good as just to give us a quick recap of uh, the previous objects yes. that have been um, yes. uh, removed from the property? Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, now, uh, previously on Escape This Podcast, uh, we, we had taken, uh, I believe the, our initial set of Culloden's took a, a, a mirror. Uh, yes, a car's rear view mirror. Uh, from from a from a car, uh, uh, the 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 second set were in the kitchen and they took a an ice cream tub or a tub of ice cream, or an ice cream tub. Uh, after that, uh, Philip Ho's ghost was was in a clock that was dragged out of the game room, and uh, and the maid the maid we caught in a heater, and after that we get to the envelope, the linen, and the lamp that you've just found. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I feel like I'm more British. You're also getting older. <laughs> and older. I'm wasting away. Oh, we have to Solve the puzzle quickly or I will die. <laughs> My thinking was that it might be something kind of ironic for the ghost to be trapped in. Um, just because I remember the envelope full of money one. But then child ghost and the lamp. How the ironic. One thing he was afraid of was <laughs> the 90 watt bulbs. Um, on um, th- This is going to be Hmm. You Michael, don't have to preface it. <laughs> Michael Culloden. Um, how is his yes. first name spelt? Uh, it's spelt um, uh, like like Michael. Yeah, it's it written on, on that gravestone. Grave. Let's just look at this gravestone. Uh, it says uh, M I C H A E L Michael. 
Why do you ask? Why do you ask? Oh, only because um, if you take mirror, ice cream, clock, heater, envelope, linen, um, you get a misspelling of Michael. Hmm. But oh, then there's the lamp yes, as well, of course. Yeah. And the lamp <laughs> at the end. And yeah, we're definitely missing the A. Unless we... It's not quite going to... Ah. Oh. Unless... Mm. Quick, I... everybody, listen to Ben. He looks like he has an idea. Unless, Gather um, round. My spelling is awful, so this could be quite wrong as well. Um, if we were looking for... Uh, something beginning with an E, then it was spell Michelle. That that does seem t- to spell a thing. Is is there an E in the room, in the garden? Is there, is there an E? This feels like a lot of pressure now. But maybe another question for Bill would be: uh, Is there a Michelle mm. in the Culloden family? Not that I know of. But apparently, I, there's a whole line of Culloden's I wasn't aware of. That's where you came from. So I'm really just a bad historian. The gravestone, when we first looked at it, it wasn't called a gravestone, it was called something else, and the word is eluding me oh, now. The message on it being the epitaph. Epitaph. <laughs> but uh, the message on a gravestone. Would, would, ah. but the, we could, would but that we could take the epitaph but not the stone. <laughs> but it seems to me that if I were to write gravestone on this list, it would say Michelg. <laughs> <laughs> Which is clearly not a name. <laughs> Um, the chicken. You have not used the chicken. I haven't used the chicken. East. No, but aha. Um, there is a big east. old welded E on that. The only thing is, it's all like this ah. is all rusted up. Like you can't even move it, let alone take it. <laughs> Oil can. <laughs> wait, wait, don't. The tree, tree gunk. Tree juice. You do tree still juice. have, tree, have tree, tree, tree gunk on your hands. Heart uh, enthusiastically massage tree juice into um, the, the, the um, cardinal, cardinal yeah, you chicken. You go please. up and you start lathering the tree juice from your hand onto first the spinny bits. And it looks like it does want to start spinning. It looks like you're making a good, you're doing a good job of repairing this thing. Just to be safe, you also lather a little bit on the E. And as soon as you do that, the weather vane starts to move on its own without any wind assisting it. You move back a little bit and it starts to spin faster and faster. It's so old and in terrible shape, it's spinning kind of off kilter. It's looking like it could just fall off diagonally at any moment. You have to eventually slide off the greenhouse roof because its pointy bits could accidentally get you in the eye. And behind you, you hear the grizzled voice of Alan the gardener again. Don't understand. You shouldn't be out here. You have to be in there. You have to understand. I'm Alan Koo! (laughs) You watch the chicken spin and spin until finally it slows down and grinds to a halt. It's now so tilted that the directional pointers aren't horizontal. And you look at the arrow labelled E. It's tilted upwards, pointing at one of the top story windows, the one that still loudly has the word thieves written on it. You stare up, and as you do, you hear a loud bang. It's the door leading back into the house. In spite of the bars you put on it, it's swinging open, battering against the outer wall. It's like somebody has wrenched it open and sprinted inside. That looks like you did not capture your ghost, and it may have gone somewhere else. Well, at least it's left something pointing you in the right direction. Whoops. Whoops.